Hello, I sat down with Lucy to speak about EMS. As vet students are facing significant challenges nowadays, trying to get experience, the need to work and practice once they've graduated. Hi, welcome to another episode of Beaver Pod Life. And today I have got Connor Fetters with me. Hi, Connor. Hello. Hi there. Thanks for coming today. So, Connor, you're a third year student, um, veterinary student, and this is your second degree. You've come to chat to me today about EMS placements and the challenges that we're facing at vet schools at this time, trying to get EMS placements and how perhaps as a profession we can come together to try and find a solution to those problems. What was your um, first degree, first of all? What did you do and and how did you come to being a a second degree vet student? Yes, so my undergrad was in bioveterinary science um, and I always planned to go to vet school. Uh, so I went into my undergrad. Uh, I had a placement year as well, which put me in good line, really, to apply to vet school. Um, so I had a, a year with you at Rossdale's, uh, obviously with equine practice. Um, so then, yeah, I applied to a vet school as a postgrad. Cool. And when what do you plan to do when you graduate? You're not you're, you're into third year, so you're only a couple of years away. What are you hoping to do when you finish? I know a couple of years away, and it's worrying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So large animal equine and farm is my thing, really. Um, cool. that's the plan and um and when you've been trying to get placements throughout so obviously pre-clinical and clinical placements tell me a little bit about the sort of challenges that you've been facing um in terms of a you know a getting the placements b species specific so smallies versus equine versus farm what's the challenges you've faced yeah i think personally i've been quite lucky with how, how i've uh, gone about it but um i know friends that have really struggled trying to find placements you know local to home or what they want what they an area they want to be in uh, that kind of thing so i think there's a lot of challenges there but hence why i thought about the website to try and aid the issues that we see and is it easier to get smallies placements because there's a lot more practices or is there a lot of competition still for those we know equine practices are, are apparently in farm are quite hard to get into does the same apply for the small animal side I'd say that the small, as you said, there's more of them, so it makes it it makes it probably easier. So um, there's less competition. Farm practices, and uh, I suppose far more so than equine, there can be here and there where they are. Um, I think we've seen a lot of reduction in farm practice, um, so you might have to travel more. Um, but in compare in comparison to equine, it could be the same that they're also very heavily um, wanted placements, especially the. The big hospitals that are doing really, uh, you know, top surgery that everyone wants to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they are, they are very competitive. And I presume because we we talked about this a little bit on Beaver Council in the Careers Committee, I guess the fact that equine practices like farm will be rural more so than others. Um, so presumably it's harder to get to them. So you kind of need a car, don't you, as well? You need sort of transport and all these other things, which I guess doesn't apply as much to the small animal side. It's easier to get placements in towns and cities. So does that make it harder for some of the students you know? Maybe not everyone has a car or is it is it sort of achievable even without? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you're dead right. You know, the rural practices uh trying to get there uh we're relying on some people that can't drive um are relying on public transport to get there and their accommodation if they have accommodation you know how close is it to the practice can they get a bus if they can't drive to the yeah. practice etc so i think that's that is makes it very difficult and in comparison to small animal that 
is generally in a town close to the population, you know, its clients. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably much easier to to get to them places than it is the, the farm on equine. Yeah, and I guess the same would apply for the accommodation side. You know, it's probably easier to find a small practice near maybe a friend or relative or something that can put you up for free versus, you know, you're going into more more sort of rural locations for the equine practices and then that makes accommodation harder as well. Um, when it comes to some of the sort of placements you've had and those that your friends have been on, what have been the sort of major disappointments, I suppose, that you've encountered or have heard out, heard about? Um, so I've just started clinical. So I've done all my preclinical. Um, I've only done a few weeks so far. I've got quite a bit booked this Easter. Um, my, I suppose my, I did do a small um, EMS practice and it wasn't, I suppose, that busy, um, but it was in the festive period. So it was kind of what I expected. But for that, I also, I also gained a lot. They did a lot in-house. So for me mm-hmm. personally, I think I actually gained a lot because I managed to, I was able to send in on every single consultation. So therefore mm-hmm. I could see the communication skills of the vet, you know, anything she wanted to do in-house. I, I seen that happen. Uh, you know, it's, for me, it was really good. Even though it was small and quiet, what we did see was was really relevant and good. Um, I spoke to other people, you know, I know somebody that went on to uh, an equine placement and gained very little from it. They were a bit stood in the corner, um, not particularly allowed to do anything. Um, so they weren't, they didn't think they gained that much from it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the challenge, isn't it? In equine, particularly, I remember even myself. You know, in smallies, you're in a practice with a lot of other vets and nurses, at least to try and, you know, float between and get to see what's going on at that time. In equine, you tend to be stuck with the same person in a car <laughs> for at least the you day. Can't, you can't get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, I suppose it, you know, you might end up with a great vet to hang out with for a week and learn tons, versus you might end up with someone that's perhaps not as keen on having a student hang around with them and then it can be a much less positive experience I suppose for Mm. the student um and in terms of the best placements that you've either been on or have heard about what what is it that the vets and the practices do that make those placements so much better for you as a student I think the one interaction with you uh, I think that's obviously vital part of what we want to do there to learn so uh, yeah so and then just the communication and explanation of things you know, yeah. communicating a case that this is what the history is because they've already seen it. This is what we, is wrong with it, or I think is wrong with it, and this is what we're going to do. And and involving you, I, I that small practice on about, I was really heavily involved, um, yeah. and I think that was a benefit potentially of a small practice or the only vet student there. I don't, I don't really know, but all the nurses involved in everything, the vet, you know, every single case I was heavily involved in everything she was doing. So for me, it was it was really positive. Um, obviously. In, comparison to others it would stand in the corner yes you see things but you still would like to be involved as well yeah and I suppose that's a good point it's it's you know although observing procedures and the way vets interact with clients for instance is really important but actually feeling part of that team can actually create a better learning experience can't it so even if you're being asked to hold something it might even just make you feel just that little change versus you being sat in the corner of the stable or or in corner of the consulting room that little change in involving you sort of physically with with the handling of things holding things you know better still in the conversation if possible that can really create a better experience for for you students can't it yeah i think there's also the element of the students got to put themselves forward as well obviously the vet's got to judge the uh 
you know, you're capable of doing something if they ask you to do it and that kind of thing. So standing quiet in the corner, from our point of view, is no good for us. We have to speak and, and you know, try and get involved. And I think every vet student hopefully should be told, as we were, the best thing you can do is make up team. Make yeah. tea, make coffee. It's a first start, you know, the first hurdle to get over. If you can make a cup of tea for the vet, they might like you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. It is. It's about building a relationship, hopefully on day one of your placement, isn't it? And and just being friendly. And I guess you're exactly right. It works both ways. You know, the, mm. the student needs to kind of do their bit to try and form a bit of a, you know, a good working relationship early on in the placement just as the vet and the practice, you know, the support staff, everyone needs to be receptive to including that person as early on. And the quicker they feel integrated, I guess, the the much better, A, they're useful to the practice potentially and the vet that's doing the work, but also, um, you know, the more that they're going to get out of it as, as a learning experience from the student's point of view. Um, so we've, we've heard in the news lately that the RCVS are planning an EMS database to try and help students get booked on to placements because a lot of the trouble I think was the competition trying to get placements and you know a lot, lot of good practices big practices have long waiting lists um, and then there's possibly a lot of smaller practices out there that that maybe people don't know about so they don't get in touch to do their placements there you've you've been sort of at the same time as all that's been happening, already been trying to find a bit of a solution to this yourself, um, not just for clinical EMS, but also for pre preclinical EMS. Could you talk me through like, what it was that you identified as a problem and how you thought about providing a solution? Yeah, so obviously through the, the EMS uh, website that we created, it was really to try and have a central national database for all EMS, so as you say, preclinical and clinical, that students can... Uh, be members of for free to try and find try and find any placement so the preclinical is the lambing milking uh pigs poultry and then through to the clinical of all areas all, all species um and really you know just to try and give them a helping hand to try and find placements and how do those people like how do the people only practice how do they enroll do they just go on and just sort of fill out a profile i presume do they and say look we're willing to take on students yeah, so yeah, really simple. If they go on, they can have a, there's now, this was through uh, the early days, uh, some feedback we had from uh, practice manager, uh, because to, in terms of enrolling themselves, they said, oh, we can't see because we can't make, have membership, we're not students. So then when we added uh, later on a non-student membership. So therefore, no. so now we have vets, uh, practice managers, nurses, whoever generally looks after the EMS for the practice, they can make a membership. Very simple form, add a placement. It's the basic uh, address details and um, the species they do. Um, and then, yeah, send, send the logo in and we can add them on onto the website. And But also we have an interactive map. Okay, so yeah. in terms of, so that then they're pinpoints on the map. Um, in terms of students that are looking, maybe that they can't drive, as we've already said, and they're looking for somewhere that's where grandma lives or they've got a friend that lives there, you know, or very close to home in terms of driving the cost of fuel, you know, the yeah. economic crisis we're in, everyone's trying to save some money. Um, so, yeah, so that also that benefit is that how far is that practice from my home? Yeah. Or if it's 20 minutes, it's fine to drive if it's actually, you know, and you're trying to find things that are around you or in specific areas, that's also the benefit of the of the map. And that, yeah, I suppose you're right. That's the kind of first thing normally that students are trying to choose somewhere that's a good location for them to go. <laughs> And then once they once they've got those locations, then it's working out which practices are in that area they can go and 
go and visit. And and I guess from the student point of view, they just they just log on and and look for the plate for the practices in that area, and they what message them I guess do they or, or email them and and ask for a placement. Yeah. So again, they have a free membership. Um, they can search the they can search the database with in different forms really. So you can go on to clinical and just look at equine. And then you can have your postcode in there and say, I want to be within 15 miles or all over the country. And then as soon as you find one, you say, oh, that one there, and click on it, the details show up. Um, most of them will be um, any uh, email address for the website to the practice. Then they go mm. onto their website and then through that practice's website, their protocol of how they deal with the MS students, they can just link it through there. Go through. So it's nice. It's like a sort of like a little matching program, really, trying to get people matched up to to good placements that will be in the ideal location for them. And I, I guess, how do people know whether the practices are? Uh, it sounds terrible, but how whether they're a good place for students to go? You know, whether the majority of the students have gone there and have a positive positive experience versus a practice where maybe they they don't get as involved as easily and it, they find it less of a quality learning experience being there. Yeah, so the so the review part of it is that all these practices have an icon uh, mm-hmm. where students can review their their placement, so to speak. Um, so this is the hesitant that some people have had, which you know hopefully we can address. That they're all moderated. Anything that's left is moderated by a human, not a computer. So anything that's that's bad is, is not uploaded. But really, the the point of the reviews is for students to leave their opinion on you know, what they did, their accommodation, um, you know, some placements might include lambing, uh, for example, lambing will include meals. So was meals provided? Where did you stay? Were you above the practice or were you down the yard in a static caravan? You know, these different things, transport links, what you've seen, what you did, uh, you yeah. know, it's basically just to, you write a, a review to then the persons that's, the people that are going to follow you can see what what to expect, you know, working hours. Are you expected to do nine till six or are you doing six till six, you know, so they can yeah. have a bit of an idea of what's going to come at the practice. Do you have to meet the vet somewhere at a yard first thing in the morning or do you mm-hmm. meet at the practice or, you know, just some hints and tips really to try and give them an idea. Little details. Yeah, no, it sounds really helpful. And I think it's something that the students have been, you know, in need of basically or you're, you're providing them with, with, issues sorry solution i suppose to the issues they've been encountering and um and i guess as the database builds then it's going to provide more and more information for those students coming after you which is a very nice thing of you to, for you to have done for them you know so something to help the future generations of students isn't it um and i Hopefully, guess yeah. <laughs> and i guess why you know what why is ems so important to students you know at this point in time let's talk about the equine side specifically you know equine teaching we know is is given less and less time pro rata um in the vet schools these days and um you know therefore i think students have a concern over the, the amount of skills they're developing during their time at vet school you know ems presumably is the one way in which an equine a student who wants to do equine is going to try and improve those skills it's a really valuable part of the learning isn't it yeah i think first things first is that the ems currently is under a lot of scrutiny full stop from from the royal college which, which is whichever way you look i don't know it could be quite worrying i think ems is vital for students you know you can only teach so much in a university setting you've got to be with a vet you've got to see them do it and and yes you can read as many textbooks as you like but until you actually go and do something or see it what is it see one do one teach one 
yeah. you know, in practice, you've, you've got to try and be hands on, you know, the best you can. And yeah, I think EMS is essential for everything. And, you know, and especially the horse work, as you're saying, our teaching today in third year, you know, the, the, we've had quite a bit of equine, but not a, not a huge amount, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's had its, its fair share, but still people are going, and especially things like stud work, and I speak to other students at uh, different universities, you know, people go out and make a career out of equine stud medicine, yet the amount of teaching we have, um, and that's multiple vet schools, uh, teaching we have on stud work, is really quite minimal yet there's people out there that are making a career out of it which is um yeah it's just i've always thought that the perhaps should be more i don't know but again that's ems if that's your interest you can go to an equine practice in the season and see a lot more and that's how you're going to learn i think that's, that's a bit of a penny dropping moment for me actually what you've said just there is that yes exactly that there are huge very successful pathways within equine practice for people to have amazing careers but they're quite shielded actually from students whilst they're doing vet school training aren't they you know you wouldn't mm. know perhaps some of these people that are that are that are enjoying those career paths until unless you've gone and seen EMS with them because you won't necessarily mm. encounter like you say stud medicine as much in a vet school will you so unless you know about it and go and book placements to go and spend time with stud vets it could be a whole career path that you're unaware of to some degree yes. or is or is alien concept at least to you as a student so then that's a really the teaching cool. as well you know the, the, the teaching and the, the learning off the vets which obviously you can't beat learning from a vet in practice on the road i think there's mm. also the communication skills that we we learn yeah. or we need to pick up you know how's the vet speaking to the client you know how do i deal with that situation and you can ask them you know how would you deal with that situation or if x y you know what would you do i think yeah. that's that's really important working as a team as well uh, the other yeah. the other staff members around yeah it's There's a good a lot point of skills client skills yeah you 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 need to be with the equine vets to see how they pick up on that and so you're not going to develop those skills and necessarily hone them unless you're being exposed to them and obviously like mm. we've just said if you're not getting exposed to them in, in in university settings then ems is the only place you're going to learn from it and we know in our profession in the equine profession that we're lacking people you know we've got a recruitment and retention problem that we're very aware of um the only way really for our our profession our field to improve that is to try and you know stay in touch with the students and expose the different career pathways that are available to them at the point of ems so we all have a part to play in that really as equine vets in practice you know take the opportunity i suppose is what we should say um of of letting these ems students know about what's out there in equine practice and then hopefully it will attract more of them to want to have careers in equine and then we perhaps will help with this recruitment retention problem that we're suffering from i think i i know on that point I've got friends that we obviously need to have a for the to satisfy the Royal College. We've got to do so many weeks, but currently they're leaving quite a few weeks free at the end because their opinion is. And I've done a bit of the same that if they have this, where well, I'm doing the bulk of ours this Easter in the summer. If we go to a really good practice that we like, we want to leave time free to then go back to that stuffy practice. Yeah, you know if they really like it, and hopefully that the practice might say, you know, come back or we'd yeah. like you to come back. Can you? There's time there for them to go back. You know, we're all thinking this is a job interview on, yes. on the road. You know, so yeah, this could be your potential practice, your potential employer, and your potential clients. Um, so yeah, I think it, it it's more than just going there to learn. It's there for 
potential job for him. Yeah, and I think I think we'd all agree with that. I think we've had this theme run through a few podcasts now where networking and you know, meeting people is the key to finding your little niche, your pathway, you know, where you want to be and what job you're going to be in. And um, an EMS is the start of all that really, isn't it? It's your first yeah. time making a network within the profession and hopefully, you know, opening doors for for jobs or different career paths. And, and, and it's important time for students, but also really important time for practices. So, you know, these are the vets of the future that they'll be looking yeah. to employ and fill, fill roles. So um, it's as good a time for students to get exposed to practices for, as for, it is for practices to be exposed to students. So, you know, it's it's a time to, to, to make connections, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it's no, obviously, it's very at the front of everybody's view in the industry. Students are in a very strong position, leaving yeah. your university, they're in a very strong position. They've got a choice of many jobs and different salaries with the current retention issues. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's good. I think it's EMS is very good for us. Yeah, look at it from both points. Thanks very much for this student's perspective. I think that's that's a really helpful insight into how you guys are experiencing it at the moment. And for those listening, you know, largely, which will be, well, other students perhaps, but also people in practice, that's a good opportunity for them to have a think about how they can interact with this and, um, and play their part, really, in the future of our profession going forwards. <laughs> Thank uh, yeah. you for your time, Connor. Thank you very much. Another placement. Yeah. <laughs> Look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.